Uh, I have found that every single time I've done this, uh, and I've started putting like little like snippets and stuff at the beginning of episodes, that these conversations before we actually start the show are way more entertaining than most of the stuff we actually do in the show. That, that's about how it happens over on Firebear. The, the B-roll is exactly that. That's true. Like one of so my favorite I, conversations is how Dustin looks like Kevin Owens from WWE. Holy shit. And then I you, never thought of that. And if you go back and look at my Instagram post, I think it's the last one I did actually. <laughs> I put his face on Kevin Owens' face. It, you really can't yeah, tell the difference. No, you can't. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Cuz when I did the um the the Dustin apology for their show. And I called him a Luke Combs wannabe. And he was like, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't know who that is until I saw a picture. I was like, that kind of looks like Dustin. And I didn't, that in there? I never even thought about it until Jamie said something. And I went, well, yeah, you do. So I pulled it up and I, <laughs> we put his face on it. I was like, look, no difference. There is no difference. Oh, my God. I never thought of that before. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on what time you're listening to this, and welcome to Go Ask Your Father, the podcast for dads, by dads, and about dads. I'd like to thank everyone for their warm welcome back to the podcast. It was nice to get a few weeks off and to retool and recalibrate the show. I'm really excited to see how this all works out, but before we get too far into the show, let's get the admin out of the way, as always. You can follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Go Ask Your Father Podcast. There you can get your daily dad joke, get random memes, as well as find out when the episodes are posted to your favorite streaming platform. Now let's move on to a segment that I introduced towards the end of the last season. That's right, it's time for dad news. This is sticking around. So let's actually uh, look at a story real quick uh, that I saw in the Richmond Times-Dispatch where it actually uh, involves two dads in Henrico County who created a device to blow out birthday candles minus the spitting germs. <laughs> After uh, watching a kid at a birthday party blow out their birthday candles, they realized there was a whole lot of just spit and bleh, all over the cake and just wasn't appetizing. So a group of the dads were getting together uh after the party, the birthday party, and everyone was just kind of like hanging out and talking over a couple beers, when they kept saying like they need something needed to come up, they some there had to be something out there to stop like kids from like spitting all over this cake or whatever. And I guess two of the dads uh, started working together to come up with an idea. Apparently, they created. 5,000 of these, it almost looks like a kazoo. (laughs) And you blow into it, and apparently it captures the spit, but lets the air go out, and it will blow out the birthday candles. It's called the blowsy. So I saw that in the newspaper. I thought that was pretty interesting. 
So uh, with Father's Day only two days away, I'd like to take a moment and wish uh, my good friends Doodles, Daniel Walker, Brandon Musco, and Russell Erickson a happy inaugural Father's Day as each of these gentlemen are either celebrating their first Father's Day with their children or in the case for a good friend Daniel Walker, his wife is expecting their first child. This episode is actually the unveiling of a new segment, uh, something that I'd like to introduce into the show. After listening back to a lot of the episodes during the break, I've realized while we have found out a lot about our guests and their experiences, I haven't really talked too much about my experiences, save for a few solo episodes and a few random stories. So starting today, I'd like to introduce a new segment titled Rob's Dad Moment of the Week. For the first time, though, I'm going to talk about something a little difficult, and that's a time this past week where Bobby got very much under my skin and for a moment caused me to get angry with him. For new listeners, my son Bobby is on the autism spectrum, so he's not always socially aware and will push the boundaries of what he is allowed to do. Case in point, uh, he has a tendency to spit out his drink whenever it tickles his fancy, like when he's in his car seat and it hits me in the back of the head. Now, usually I'm pretty good about things like this. We take his cup away, we warn him not to do it again, and generally he's pretty good after that. He'll stop. However, this last week he decided to take it up a notch. Uh, we were actually out at dinner with some friends of ours, and my wife was on the other side of, uh, of the other end of the table talking with our friend Marie, um, because Marie had the baby, and Ben is so small and so cute. But uh, moving on. But she was on the other end of the table, and I was watching Bobby on the other side, and you know, giving Caitlin some time to just kind of you know talk with her friend and relax. And and Bobby had taken my hands. And I didn't realize at the moment he had soda in his mouth and he thought it would be funny to spit right in my face. My temper has always been one of those things that Caitlin and I have talked about and something that I've always struggled with uh, pretty much my entire life. I mean, I've done a pretty good job of keeping myself in check, but something so blatant and so disrespectful caused me to lose track of myself in that moment. I pride myself on never raising a hand to my child. And I know that's something I should, probably shouldn't be proud of. No parent should actually raise a hand to their child in anger. Yet in that moment, for a brief moment, I almost lost myself. Luckily enough, I kept myself in check, took my son's drink away, and told him that it was rude and disrespectful. He got a little upset and pressed back against me, and I thought for a moment that he was going to melt down because he's very sensitive to emotions, especially negative emotions. Like he, whenever I'm in a bad mood, he can just tell and it affects him. Caitlin came around to my side of the table and told me that she'd take over, but I told him not to worry about it, that I just give me a couple of minutes and I'll be fine. It's not a big deal. So, it took both of us, me and Bobby, a couple of minutes to settle in. And I held him a little tighter. And when I knew the moment passed, I told him, no matter what, that I loved him. And that I was proud of how far he had come in such a short amount of time. Because I really am proud of the boy he is turning into. And I know that there are times where things are difficult for him. And I get it and I understand. But... 
regardless, I wanted him to remember that I loved him no matter what, no matter what he does. He is my baby boy. Dinner went on as usual after the incident, but it made me think of how many fathers before me in that moment would have reacted differently. Whether they would have found a better way of adjusting his behavior or, God forbid, have actually struck their child. I think about my dad and how he would have handled the situation if it were me in my son's shoes. I'm just glad that this is the kind of father I'm aspiring to be. Even if I have my faults and shortcomings, I'm always doing my best to strive towards being understanding and compassionate towards my son. Even if he's being kind of an asshole. Since this week is Father's Day, and while I considered doing something similar to what we did for Mother's Day, I opted instead to sit down with someone who has recently begun his journey into fatherhood. If you're a fan of the Fire Bear Republic, then you've heard this man do his absolute best to defend the DC Universe and all its insanity. But just a few months ago, he made the evolutionary step from the DC Defender to the Dad Defender, with the birth of his son Gabriel. Now he's come to the show to talk about his early days of fatherhood and how he's holding up now that there's a newborn in the house. Ladies and gentlemen, making his Go Ask Your Father debut, welcome to the podcast, Mr. James DeStaven. James, what is up, brother? Nothing much. Well, everything. <laughs> everything it, is it, up now. Yeah, you know, that, that that always seems to be the go-to is nothing. Oh, no, everything. You know, it's all good. <laughs> nothing much. You know. Oh, no. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's insanity right now. <laughs> I bet. I mean, we're I mean, we're a month and a half in, but I was gonna say you guys aren't even in two months now. No, we're, it'd be you, two months, just a couple weeks. Well, this episode's coming out like right before Father's Day, so so it'll he'll be probably, in two months. He'll be two months yeah. then. So, yeah, we're recording this episode early because I'm actually trying to get ahead of the game now for this show, so I can actually do some serious editing and pretend I actually know what I'm doing. It's to censor so, out all my language. I uh, no, I don't even do that. So, I I I need to probably start doing that, especially when I have Jamie and Dustin back on. I was going to say, uh, especially because, Jamie. Jamie is is he's got I a had, vulgar display of powers. What we'll say. I, I I love Jamie dearly, but I have I had to put a explicit language uh, <laughs> warning on the last episode of the bracket challenge because I listened back to that while doing editing, and I was like, oh my god. The sheer number of F-bombs dropped. My mother-in-law listens to this. My mom listens to this on occasion. I'm not... My mom wouldn't give a shit. But this is... Since we're on the topic of those two miscreants, uh, the way I met James is uh, we did the roundtable discussion for uh, the Zack Snyder cut for Justice League. And that's how I actually met uh, James. And we got to talking about uh, the fact that his wife was pregnant at the time and about to have a baby. And I got really excited for him and uh, wanted him to join the podcast. But how did you meet Jamie and Dustin? So I actually met Dustin first. Um, we were – it's kind of a, a stupid story but a funny story. Um, we He was homeschooled. Um, I was public school pretty much my whole life. Um, I wanted to get away from the normal. So I did culinary school and went over and we got split up into a bunch of groups and Dustin and I were actually in two separate groups at the time, but um, there was this point where regular school kids left and then the people who weren't in regular school anymore or weren't set up for classes or something yet stayed in culinary the rest of the day. And that, uh, so him and I and another another friend of ours, Eric, we call him the Pingin, but um, we all came together over bean dip. Bean dip. Bean dip. 
We made we made a bean dip in culinary, and it was some of the best thing bean dip I've ever had. And it's to this day, you know, it's become the biggest joke. We know what brought Dustin and I together, like one of the best friendships I've ever had, to yeah. the point where he is the godfather of Gabe. Is he, he really? He is the god one of the. Well, we're going to say one of because we haven't okay. announced it yet. But uh, Dustin is the godfather of Gabe. Nice. And if so, if you ever get a, a request from him or an offer, you might not want to refuse it. So, <laughs> but and he'll tell you that I made, I got him a little cup. But um, so Dustin and I hit it off real easily. Um, yeah. we, we started going off and or becoming best friends, and then he moved back up to Virginia, and so I went to visit him one time, and that's how I met Jamie. I got you. And I actually worked one of the the game tournaments Jamie did. I, I helped Dustin on door. Nice. And I thought I was going to be bored sitting on door all day, but I, I met, it was probably one of the most fun things I've ever done. Jamie's done a lot, and it's it's some of the things he's done in this world is kind of crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it, absolutely insane because I think he's only a few years older than me, or like a couple years older than me. Yeah, I think he's thirty eight. Yeah, so and like I think so he's like a year or two older than I am. And it's just like you so, go back and think you go, wow. <laughs> yeah, the, he's he's done a lot. Yeah. So for those who listen to the Fire Bear, you know James as the DC defender. <laughs> well, we're so, now at three, we're now at three faces of Foley. We're not at it's the three faces of Foley. Yeah, so we've got the DC Defender, the Dude yes. Defender, and now the Dad Defender. So. There you go. So where did the DC Defender come from? That actually started when Dustin was living down here. Okay. So we, we, we were out of culinary. We did two years culinary, and then we went to um, this creative arts class. And I'm, I've always been a class clown. Yeah. Um, if there's something, I've always got a snarky reply or something that – at least I think it's funny. And I know yeah. Dustin's going to think it's funny and I'll say it. There was no filter back then. <laughs> so, um, but we used to get into, just to entertain the class when we get bored and we used to get into these arguments, our little debates. They were so stupid. Like we did Coke versus Pepsi. Yeah. Um, there was a couple others. And then it's the, the big one that started was Hulk versus Superman. Okay. And I was team Superman. So I we went back and forth for I think it was a week and we had the class joining in with us and I, I think finally I looked at him I said there's no way the Hulk would beat Superman in the comics and so we t- I I think I googled it or something and it came up with the um, amalgam comics yeah where Superman actually beats the Hulk so right there I put on a crown and you know I was like I'm the <laughs> champion you know having all fun with it. <laughs> Well, fast forward, I meet Jamie, um, and then Dustin brings up that he wants to do, or that they're getting ready to start the Fire Bear Republic podcast. Yeah. And he's telling me he wants to have me on, and we'll talk and stuff. So I listened to a couple episodes, and they're just bashing Star Wars and DC. Now, I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I love Star yeah. Wars, but I'm, I, I won't defend them as much, but superheroes are my jam. There you go. And... I looked at him. I said, all right. I said, if I'm coming on, I want to be a hero. I said, I want, I want a nickname. I want to come in like something strong. And he goes, okay, what do you want? I said, I want to be the DC defender. <laughs> and that's where it started. I mean, I even had, if you go back and listen to the first podcast I was on, um, there's an intro that Dustin gives 
And it's actually one that I took the old 50s and 60s Superman. Yeah. And I switched the words around. I mean, it was a comedy bit for me. And I mean, this has always been kind of just for fun, having a bit of fun with it. There's times I can't defend DC no matter how much I want to. <laughs> and I just kind of go, uh, yeah, y'all are right. And then just have fun on the rest of the episode. So but yeah. that's where the defender. That's started. where the, there you go. Well, I, I'm glad that you've actually evolved into now the dad defender. Uh, because yeah. now you kind of get to be in my world because this is yeah. fun, man. Um, Obviously, like we've talked about, or you mentioned, your son Gabriel is mm-hmm. only a month and a half at time of recording, two months at the time we're actually posting this episode. Where did you guys come up with the name Gabriel? Where did that come from? That was actually one of our bigger discussions. Um, so my name, James, I, I'm technically I'm the fourth um, in a line. Uh, the only yeah. difference is the three ahead of me didn't have middle names. And my dad decided to give me a middle name to honor his boss. Who was like a father to him. Yeah. So it broke off a little bit there, but I wanted to continue with the James and maybe give him a middle name and everything. And she did not <laughs> So <laughs> we, we discussed it and had, I mean, it, this was probably one of our big, like it, it lasted a week because we were dating at the time. And, um, I know she really wanted Gabriel. Gabriel and Isabella were the two names that she had and stuck with her. And I was—I wanted James Gabriel. And now that I say it out loud, it just—you know—it doesn't really go. <laughs> I think if you switched it, Gabriel James sounds a little bit better. And that's actually his name. Well, there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, so we—I I gave in. Um, I was like, "Look, as long as James is in there somewhere, I'll be fine." Yeah. So we, we went with the middle name, and he's now Gabriel James T. Staven. Nice. That was actually when my wife was pregnant um, before we found out the sex of the baby. That was the the girl name is what gave us troubles because uh, my name is Robert Kenneth. My dad's name is Robert Kenneth. My son's name is Robert Kenneth. I I had to fight my brother for the name because my my brother has a son who's 13 now. And he wanted to name him Robert Kenneth at first. And I was like, wait a second. No, you can't take my name because he wanted to name him after our dad, which absolutely understand that he passed when I was 13. My brother was 14. So I I had to, and I played dirty because I called my mom. I was like, do you hear what your son wants to do? (laughs) So, so, uh, so coming up with the boy's name was easy for us because I, I was like, no, we're naming our firstborn son, Robert Kenneth. I had to fight my brother for this. (laughs) So yeah, we, um, we actually, we, we, we had the girl's name. Um, it was Isabella Marie. That's, that's a good name. Go. Yeah. Her, her middle name, my little sister's middle name are both Marie. Yeah. And keep then, that in uh, reserve. <laughs> oh, well we've, we've already had to change it because we, um, when she first got pregnant, she was, um, somehow got into a nostalgia kick and wanted to watch all the twilight movies. And it came to the, the oh, wedding no. scene. Oh yeah. No. Came to the wedding scene. And that's actually the girl's name. Is Isabella Marie? So I was like, "Oh, um, never well, mind." Yeah, she's in like, the trash. Yeah. She's like, "I threw it away already." It's still going to be Isabella, but we're like, we got to figure out something else. Uh, there's so. there are plenty of names out there. I'm sure you yeah. guys can come up with the middle name pretty well, easily. Yeah, we got Isabella Louise after my grandmother. I gotcha. So there were no other boys' names you guys were fighting over. Just it was either going to be James Gabriel or Gabriel James. Correct. 
Good she, night. Gabriel, she got from the Bible, and I was down for it because, it, yeah. I mean, it, it just Gabriel's a strong name to be honest. I agree. That's a solid, solid name. You guys got it. Gabriel James. That's just a solid pickup, man. Yeah. Good night. So, two months in, how you holding up? <laughs> that's a that's a good question. Um, I mean, before we started recording this, I was playing with him trying to. So I, I'm trying to get him into involved into stuff that I love, and I was like, you know what? I want to introduce him to some classic wrestling music. Yeah. Well, apparently, classic wrestling music makes him have a blowout. So <laughs> <laughs> I was I was jamming out with him, and then I put my hand down further on his back, and I noticed it was wet, and I was like, Oh, oh. man, you got to be kidding me! And I leaned him forward, so I was like, Well, thank God, I got to go set up for the podcast. But here you go, well, mom, I gotta... you know? <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, what were you listening to? Uh, I think we were on Heartbreak Kids. I think we were on Sexy Boy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's kind of the total right. opposite of where we were going with Gabe. You know, hey, I think it's you're fine. Sexy hey, Boy. You know, it's, but, you're, uh, you're still young. You'll get it. Yeah, but I mean, the hardest right. part so far is I had yeah. a week off, and um, I mean, we spent most of that time in the hospital. Yeah. And then I, I had to go back to work, and then that's been the toughest, just being away from him. as oh, yeah. was a long time. So, uh, When Bobby was born, I remember it was – I had – Caitlin was in the hospital for four or five days because she had to be induced. Yeah. And then she was in labor for 40 hours. Oh. Yeah, dude. I got a patch of hair mm. missing on my chest. <laughs> From when she was in contractions, she like I didn't get to her fast enough to put like a, a damp washcloth on her face. Yeah, and she like grabbed my shirt and pulled. So I have a bear patch on my chest from mm. where she grabbed on, and it has never grown back. And I'm just like, you know what? Okay, it's a story now. Yeah. But she ended up spending like another like two or three days in the hospital after that. So, so yeah, I like I had like a week at home maybe, and then it's just like back to work. So I, it, it wouldn't have been as bad for us, but Tawny had preeclampsia. Ooh, um, yeah. So, and I mean, it didn't happen till like the end of the pregnancy. So she, was that blood pressure or was that preeclampsia? Uh, well, it's it was kind of odd because her blood pressure was high. Yeah. So they were like, okay, we're going to bring her in, or check her out and stuff. They had, I, so I went and picked her up and then took her there. They wouldn't even let me sit in the waiting room. Oh, and they made God. me go out to my car. But they said it was for my safety, and I was like, whatever. I'm just... So I went out to the car, and luckily we hit... I put stuff in the car just in case they kept us. Yeah. So I had like a whole little setup to keep me nice and cool. <laughs> but uh, so then um, she gives me the call, and she says, okay, they're going to be sending me home, but I got to talk to the doctor first. So I was like, all right. And I think I was running around doing something at the time. I think I she... Oh, the stimulus checks had come in. And so I was, <laughs> I was going to... Um, deposit them and on my way back i was getting ready to pull into the parking lot and that's when she called me to tell me that they were inducing her so i I immediately grabbed everything ran upstairs um we were out of the hospital she gave birth on thursday we were out on saturday afternoon about five o'clock yeah and then we were back in about monday afternoon at four o'clock because of the complications with the eclampsia Gotcha. She had um, retained so much water and everything that it was keeping her blood pressure high. It was making her feel weird. Um, yeah. I mean, she I, I was teasing her that she's about my size. 
And I mean, if if y'all saw her beforehand, she was she was skinny. We her mama and them called her chicken legs. She was she was real skinny, and uh, yeah. I mean, she her her legs were about the size of. God, the the big oatmeal cans, you know, that you can get at like Walmart. Yeah, they're about yeah. that size. So um, they put her in and they gave her a catheter and they ran some magnesium sulfate, I think. Yeah. And she ended up losing three pounds or 30 or three pounds, three gallons of water. Damn. Yeah. And we were Dude, in the hospital that's... from Monday to Thursday on that one. Good night. That's rough, man. Was the entire pregnancy like that or was it just... It it was just like that toward the end. I mean, the first couple of months, you know, you have the the initial. I mean, two months pregnant, we were at Disney World. Yeah, doing all that, and I mean, by six or seven o'clock, she's getting tired, and then we get back to the hotel room, and it's eight thirty, and I'm watching the Tampa Bay Lightning game, and she's snoring away next to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, we were it was the it was the Stanley Cup, so I had to watch the games, but, <laughs> um. Hey, go lightning. So No, no, you don't get to say that on this show. All right. No, I'm the, editing that part out. The funniest part is I'm a new lightning fan. I wasn't that big into hockey until it was February 2020. I went to an Ice Flyers game in Pensacola with my little sister and Tawny. Yeah. And they, I, I got hooked right there just watching that game. And I was like, well. Hockey is a lot of fun, man. I, I put it. I put it Have out. Been- yeah, I put it. I was like, "Y'all tell me who to who who should I go for?" And I think Tampa Bay was the one that won, so I ended up watching them. And then, of course, the year I start watching, they win the Stanley Cup. So, dude, uh, if you ever get a chance, go to Amelie Arena. It is absolutely it's awesome. Like my my father in law and I, we went down to Orlando, with a big family vacation, like right after Christmas. And I'm from New York, so I'm a huge Rangers fan. Yeah. And Rangers were playing lightning while we were down there. So me and my father-in-law got the cheap seats. We went to the game. Oh, dude, it's so much fun. It's such a great arena, too. So, yeah, I, I explain that to people. You, you can watch something on TV dozens of times, and it can bore you. And yeah. then when you're actually in the, the arena, like WWE, I don't watch that much anymore. But if I go to yeah. an event, I'm, I'm in with the crowd. So. Uh, I used to watch wrestling, and I, I paid attention to it for a little bit. Uh, because my, my nephew is big into wrestling. So I just, so I had something to talk to him about and I, I, I know entirely too much now. Yeah. It's, it's one of, it's one of those but things where I've, like, been, I've never been to an event. So it just, we, we used to go, those, they yeah. come to Pensacola every year. So we would go yeah. as a, as a family, we would go and watch him. Nice. So anyways, let's get back to. Yeah, back on topic. About, yeah, back on topic. Actual fatherhood. You know what this podcast is about. Oh, yeah. I was about to say some words, but decided against it. So, obviously, you're just beginning your journey in fatherhood. Mm-hmm. I mean, what so far for you has been besides having to leave every day? Because absolutely, I 100 yeah. agree. That was the hardest thing for me to do was to walk out the door like it was that first day back to work. What so far has been the most difficult thing for you being a new father? What they don't tell you. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, you shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can watch videos till you're blue in the face, but until like you actually experience it, it's, it's totally different. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we, 
Tani did this course, so we watched all sorts of videos and stuff. But they didn't tell one of the, the scariest thing happened two hours after he was born. Um, we were sitting in the room and he started choking on um, amniotic fluid. Yep. They don't tell you that's going to happen. Nope. And they don't tell you how to fix it right then and there. So, I mean, I ran out the dang hallway just about with Tani behind me to get a nurse. She comes in all like it's nothing, and just, you know, fixes him up. So I'm like, okay. Right. She's like, if that happens again, that's what you do. It's like, thanks for telling me. They didn't tell me enough. And then nobody discussed this with me about yeah, this was a possibility. And then, like, um, it, lack of sleep makes everything hard. And that first two weeks, I think I was running on maybe two and a half hours of sleep altogether. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so like you're in, you're in this delusional world half the time, and then like I mean, I'm an estimator at, at a body shop, so like I have yeah. to be like zoned in, doing my job ninety percent of the time. Yeah. And um, I, I've actually got a car in the shop right now that we I wrote back right when I first came back. And it, it's biting me in the butt right now because I was so out of it. So, oh, good night. When Bobby was first born, um, like I said, Caitlin was uh, in labor for forty hours, and I was up the entire time. Okay. Like I cannot sleep in the hospital. So, also, like her parents stayed with us, and so did her sister. So it was like all of us in one room. So it was just like. Everybody was there. Everybody's like geared up for it. And I didn't sleep at all. So I just kind of sat there and like stared like, when's the baby coming? Is he here yet? (laughs) So, but he was born at like, oh goodness gracious. It was like 1242 AM. And then, but they had to do a C-section. So we ended up like, going into recovery and then game being brought into the room. And then at that point I'm so jazzed up because, Hey, I'm a dad now. Like I got maybe like an hour of sleep. And then like the next day it's like family coming in and people wanting to see Bobby and this, that, and the other. And I just remember that night, everybody had left. It's me and my wife and our son. And we're like, Oh my God, we're the parents now. We're the responsible ones. What do we do? it's like nine o'clock at night and he's been crying for an hour and a half and i'm like singing show tunes to him i'm just trying to get him to calm down i'm running on an hour of sleep over three days and god bless the charge nurse because we were the only ones that she was watching or taking care of that night so she's like here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take him for now we'll be right outside you guys get some sleep (laughs) Because I was just like I was like humming the Godfather theme to him, and I was just like, "It's good, sleep, please." So, dude, I, I those days, the ugh. the craziest thing for us was, and this is COVID season, pretty much. That's true. He That's was, completely different from what we went through. Yeah. So, I mean, they only allowed one person in the room at a time, um, including Dad. Dad could not be in there if somebody ugh. came to visit. So, day of, um, I mean, they induced her, gave, started giving her stuff probably the day, night before about 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then it was supposed to go for 12 hours. Well, she went and started into the contractions and everything probably about 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then it was, I mean, she ended up getting the epidural. 
Um, everything was fine until about at the end. Um, I think we're at eight centimeters, nine, almost nine centimeters, I think is what it was. We were getting close. Yeah. And um, the pressure started. But the whole time, my mom got there at 8 o'clock in the morning. Gabe was not born until 6.30 in the evening. My mom is a rock star because she sat out in that parking lot the whole time (laughs) just in case I needed a break. That is so good. So It's good to have that family support. Yeah, and the problem is, you know, I'm a stubborn fella. (laughs) It's probably where he gets it from. But (laughs) I I, I never lift on his side, so. That's good. No, that's – you really can't because you're both in this for the long haul, and it's your fault she's going through this, so. (laughs) Yeah. Um, it's like my so we, father says, I stirred the batter. <laughs> <laughs> so we went through like the hardest parts. I mean, hold on. Before we move on to that, I got a question for you. Have you dealt with a shotgun poop yet? She has. She has? Really? I have, I have not. So I, I like to pride myself on being the quick diaper change. Yeah. Um, I've only been peed on two times. Maybe, That's impressive. Maybe three or four. And none of them have been my fault. So <laughs> I will just go with that. Um, the first one, you know, I, I think I, so we've gotten to a system where he, he doesn't like being naked. He doesn't like getting changed. He'll scream yeah. and cry the whole time. So one of us will hold a passy in his mouth to keep him calm while the yeah. other does the diaper change. So I've been hit twice doing the passy holding. Yeah. Um, and then there's, so during weeknights, Tani will try her best to keep me from, getting woke up yeah so i can go to work but i still wake up anyway um and i want to say it was probably about 5 45 about 15 minutes before my alarm went off for work yeah i was laying in bed and all of a sudden i felt this warm liquid hitting me in the back <laughs> and i hear oh no and i'm thinking you got to be freaking kidding me time like, to wake up i was like all right i guess we're getting up and showering so <laughs> That's impressive, man. Yeah, but I have not been pooped on yet. I got that. And uh, Oh, no. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm talking about a shotgun poop. My son, I was changing his diaper one time, and this was in our old apartment. And I, I, I just had his legs up. I was wiping him. And next thing you know, poof, all over that. the wall, yeah. all over the window. I mean, it was everywhere and i did not know what to do dude it was (laughs) i don't think it was that intense but i remember her telling me that he pooped on her and it was like projectile i remember that much but i don't remember it being super intense so dude it was it it can get it can be intense (laughs) yeah uh so what so far has been probably the most fun part about being a dad for you i know it's i know he's still really really young so (laughs) um i mean if you follow me on facebook it's definitely bath time right now yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I'd say bath times. Um, he hates being naked, but you put him in the water, he's fine. Um, and then the smiles. That's probably the, the best part. So is like he, for some reason, and <laughs> my wife goes, oh, you just want me here for the food. And here recently, it seems to be what he's been doing. Yeah. But like I can get him to smile and it, we'll be sitting in church and the preacher be preaching and he'll start getting fussy. I'll start playing with him and he'll start smiling. Yeah. And then yesterday my, my, my dad came over and he picked him right up. And the moment my dad picked him up, it was nothing but the, the cooing and the smiling. So 
Nice. See, seeing that, it just it, it makes everything worthwhile. Yeah, that's good, man. That's so yeah. so good. So, what is your relationship like with your dad? I mean, <laughs> um, <laughs> or is that a loaded question? It kind of is. Um, so with personally and professionally, so my dad is technically my boss. Um, he is the general manager of the body shop I work at. So professionally, it's real up and down. Um, yeah. Personally, it's great. Um, when we're not at work, you know, he, I can go to him. I mean, we're two different people. Um, if you were to ask me what his interests are, I tell you Little League and he loves volunteering for Little League and um, he loves politics and being on Facebook. Um, whereas <laughs> for me, everybody knows it's nerdum. I mean, I've got all the, they can't see right now, but I got all this stuff behind me. So yeah. Um, Power Rangers to X-Men. Yeah. I saw Thor's hammer. Yeah. Uh, I know you got some Ninja Turtles around here somewhere. I've got my own lightsaber that I built at Disney um, over here. I've got classic universal monster movies. Nice. So, but I mean, and for me, I, I'm more pop culture while he's more political culture, I guess would be the best way to put yeah. it. So, um, but I mean, even though that we're so different, we still get along great and, until I clock in. So, <laughs> and then, and, and then I think most of that is because I'm his son that he doesn't want to show too much favoritism. It's understandable. So when, like if something happens, I'm still the one in the wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I mean, I mean, I can go back to this past week. I had a body tech yelling at me because he had his head up his rear and didn't listen to me. And when I got mad, I was the one in the wrong because we're shorthanded and there's a lot of stress on them. Yeah. Even though there's that okay. same amount of stress on me. So type deal. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, have you looked at how he helped raise you and kind of taken some of those lessons and brought them into your own visions of fatherhood? Yeah, I, I would say definitely. Um, I mean, I, I, I was raised in church plan on doing the same with my son. Um, I was, <laughs> I, I was raised to love sports and all sorts of other things. Um, and even though my dad's not a big sports guy, he, he made sure that I watched sports and stuff. So if I wanted to play them, I knew how and knew who yeah. people were. So, um, I mean, I don't, I kind of am starting to see, because I don't remember my dad being there as often as a kid. Yeah. But I, I, and it's not his fault, really. Um, so at our job, we're 7 to 6, Monday through Thursday. Mm-hmm. So he would come home, and then two hours later, I'm having to go to bed. Yeah. So I didn't get to see him that much. And I mean, thinking about it, you know, that's going to be the same happening for me. It, it puts a lot of perspective into your mind, like, of what, what he was probably feeling the whole time. Yeah. So it, it totally kind of swaps your opinion of me saying that he wasn't there around. There's a reason. Yeah. So. It, it kind of opens your eyes to like what you sacrifice as a dad yeah. to make sure that your kids have everything that they could ever need. Yeah. So you uh, may not have everything you want, but you have everything you need. We, we didn't so. get, I will say we didn't get everything we wanted, but we got dang near close to it. So, <laughs> Um, I mean, I had a, a Ghostbuster house. There you go. House for, oh, yeah. The figures for the guys upstairs. 
Yeah. Yeah. The real Ghostbusters, I had the house that went with them and the cars. Nice. Yeah. I had the, uh, I had the car. I had uh, some of the uh, figures and then uh, I had the proton pack. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he made sure that, you know, we got what we wanted for Christmas, you know, he couldn't get it all. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, that's going to be you as a father. I yeah, mean, just <laughs> I, 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 yeah, you haven't had the experience of Christmas yet, but dude, honestly, there's it. It's a it's a lot of fun because yeah, my son turns into a and turns into a tornado. Oh I lord, mean, it's <laughs> yeah. We we're already we're already kind of dreading um, what his grandparents are going to do, and then um, my wife says I'm an impulse buyer, and she's right. <laughs> so we're we're dreading what I'm going to do as well. So. So, hey, honestly, you know what, man? Just accept it and roll yeah. with it. Because honestly, there's it's it's so much fun, especially when they start getting older. Except my son, um, since part of like being on the spectrum is he gets focused on it, and then that's what he wants. Yeah. So he opens all of his presents and just destroys them. Like he doesn't care what's in them; he just wants to open it because it's fun yeah. for him. But then he'll like zero in on someone else's like it's mine or my wife's. And like, I don't get the open presents at Christmas because my son opens them for me. And I'm like, all right, what did I get? I, I don't know. It's under a mountain of paper. Who cares? At this <laughs> point. But yeah, man, it's it's dude. I, I am so happy for you uh, that you get to experience this and that you get to walk in this journey called fatherhood because it is. It is so, 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 so worth it. And I know you're still early on in it. And I definitely want to have you back um, when Gabe gets a little older and you get some more stories under your belt. And we oh, get to talk God, a little yeah. more. Dude, it's 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 a lot of fun. But I just thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we're going to wrap this up and um, move into the outro. And I'll be editing this part out. But uh I just want to say thank you, James, for coming oh, on the show no and problem. talking about Gabe and your wife and uh, the early stages of fatherhood for you. Yeah, and, I've actually um, I've been looking forward to this since uh, since we met on the the other podcast. So yeah, dude, dude, as soon as I heard you were having a kid, I was like, I gotta have this guy on. This is gonna be great. <laughs> so um, and if I, I this since we're recording a couple weeks early and this is going to come out, uh, allow me be the first to tell you, good sir. Happy Father's Day. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting a tattoo. So, Are you really? My, my wife getting? is, I'm getting a, um, so we call Gabe a shark because of the what? way he, he gets the nipple. <laughs> so I'm going to get a, and not the do-do-do-do-do baby shark, but I'm yeah. going to get a, a, a more realistic kind of looking baby shark with yeah. his or his name and his birth date. So. Nice. Yeah, I got, oh, you can't really see it, but my son's nickname is Bear. Yeah. So, oh, that's uh, great. My guy over at 138 Tattoo in Gloucester, Virginia, dude, he freehand that. That is dude, insane. He, he did such a great job. So, but no, I, I decided to get that and uh, the little baby bears made of puzzle pieces for autism. So, yeah, I saw that. That was awesome. Dude, that was, the dude does a great job. So, I'm excited to get my next one. Once again, I'd like to thank James for coming on the show and sharing some stories with us. I know this won't be the last time we have the Dad Defender gracing this podcast. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode and a brand new dad. That's right, two episodes in a row with gentlemen who have become fathers in the last year. Next week, we will have with us a fireman, 
a military spouse, and most importantly, Ryder's dad, the one and only Mr. Daniel Doodles Roberts. Until then, Bobby, say bye-bye. Bye-bye.